Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You've got a pose on a matrix. It's 11.41 p.m. on the 4th of November 2020. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, sorry about that. This the season to be coughing. La 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 la. Anyway, um, I'm getting on to here tonight. Um, of course, you know that the election was a couple of well, yesterday, I guess, right? Yeah. And um, it didn't go like anybody planned. The uh, the left was saying that there was going to be a blue wave that would sweep the nation, and the the uh, the right conservatives were saying that there'd be a red wave that swept the nation. And I'm a little concerned about some of the prophets out there who said that Trump was going to win in a landslide, although it didn't look like it. Um, it still could go down to where he wins, but it's by par not going to be a landslide unless they nullify the, the election and start all over again. And uh, in some states, that may be what's going to happen. But um, anyway, uh, some very interesting things going on. Um, when I was a young man, a young believer, this would have been like in the early 1980s, mid-1980s. I went to a church that uh, highly endorsed, and rightfully so, a man named Walter Martin. Walter Martin wrote a book called The Kingdom of the Cult, the Cults. The Kingdom of the Cults. Let's try that again. And um, it involved uh, naming, calling out, and uh, describing what uh, all the cults uh, that were known at the time were all about. Uh, this is before Marshall Applewhite and the UFO uh, comet uh, cult and and before the Branch Davidians, and although they may have been around when he wrote that, because they were a sect of uh, other groups. But um, anyway, uh, he was highly noted, uh, a very, very knowledgeable scholar. And uh, the church we were meeting at uh, was too large to hold a meeting uh, where he could just be there for one showing. So oftentimes this church would rent the uh, the community center, a little town called Vacaville in California. And um, so they, they uh, actually, this went into two nights, I think, because there was so much he wanted to cover. And uh, I think it was the first night he had a group on called the Oneness People. Uh, they're the Jesus, they call themselves the Jesus Only People. That's uh, called the United Pentecostal Church. Um, they have some doctrinal issues. They believe that, you know, you, you don't baptize in the name of the Trinity, that you baptize in the name of the Father and the Son. And uh, there are some other uh, serious issues that they have, uh, of which I can't remember right now, but I've read about, and I, I do know that I, they do have some very strange uh, beliefs, so to speak. But anyway, um so Walter, you know, he was talking about the Mormons and, you know, he always invited Mormons, whoever he was going to talk about, the Mormons, Jehovah's Witness. Um, and, and sometimes there would be like an open debate that went on between members of the, the cults and, and Walter himself. And uh, they never they never got the best of them. Walter was a very devout believer. And uh, just to show you how devout he was, he uh, he would pray every morning and he, he his favorite place to to pray was the bathroom and I, I i mean you know what better place you know I, and i can so uh, you know get into that um 
But anyway, I guess every morning he would he would uh, kneel down by the bathtub using a bathtub as a brace, and uh, you know he would he would rest his elbows on the bathtub and he would pray. I guess one day uh, he had been in there for quite a while, and his wife got into the bathroom and realized that he had had a massive heart attack and passed away. Um, I can't think of a better way to die, to tell you the truth. Uh, uh, not just a heart attack, but, you know, in communion at the time with the king of the universe, the one that made you and the one that was taking you home at that moment. Um, I, I think that's so awesome. But anyway, uh, so Walter had the uh, the oneness people on there, or the United Pentecostal Church. Uh, and before he introduced to me, he said something to the effect of, now what we're going to do now is talk about the United Pentecostal Church. And he said, and I'm going to warn you right now, Zoo Time is about to happen. And that's the name of the show tonight, Zoo Time. Z-O-O, like where they keep the wild animals. Or the once wild animals that are kind of tame now, but still wild. But anyway, uh, and doesn't that describe the Democratic Party? Um, but... Uh, so he says, yeah, zoo time is about to happen. He says, this is what is going to happen. He says, the minute I start walk, talking about this, they're going to start running around the church, yelling out, praise the Lord and hallelujah. And, um, and there's going to be shouts of amen and hallelujah and everything else. Uh, to, but to, in order for them to be disruptive of what he was trying to tell us. And um, he says, so now I'm going to begin. And <laughs> I think maybe about five words came out of his mouth. And all of a sudden, this guy started running around, clapping his hands, throwing his hands up in the air, yelling out, hallelujah. Uh, it almost seemed like Walter staged it, but having known these people and what they do, I knew that this was for real. So, uh, hence, I got the name uh, Zoo Time for this radio show. Um, <laughs> because when people don't, when people are unregenerated, meaning that they don't have the... Uh, the Holy Spirit in them. They don't have the uh, the spirit of uh, Yahweh living inside of them. Uh, they haven't become a new creature, like the Scripture says we do. Uh, Behold, if any man is in Christ or Messiah, he's a new creature. Uh, Behold, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. So, in essence, we we turn into uh, a different person. We we are. Residents of heaven, then, and not residents of this earth. And, uh, boy, the way this earth is looking, you don't want to be a resident here anymore. But, uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, so we had the election the other night, and, uh, and I wanted to see, you know, I've, I've had a strange feeling in, in, in my, stirring in my soul, uh, for the last two or three weeks, maybe even a month, that things aren't going to go as well as, uh, people like Mark Taylor said they're going to go. They're not going to go as well as other so-called prophets of the Lord uh, say that they're going to go. There, there's going to be some complications. The left has, has been acting stupid, and the left isn't stupid. The left is very cunning and very uh, very deceiving and very um, uh, intuitive and, and kind of ingenious in some of the stuff they do, even though it's, it's stuff that fails over and over and over again. But they keep trying to do these things in order to make them work the first time, so to speak. And, and that's a mark of insanity. But anyway, um, so uh, I sat up that night and I, right away I, not, I noticed that uh, when the polls started to close, because I watched it, it must have been clear um, 
from uh, 25, no, about 20 after here in the Pacific. No, it was even before that because the first polls closed at, uh, I think, uh, about 3 o'clock our time and in Pacific time. And so I started watching, and uh, for some reason we were getting free Fox News, which just kind of freaked me out. Uh, but maybe they just did it as a kindness. Uh, who knows? Let me get a sip of coffee real quick, please. Okay. Boy, I'll tell you, um, if you like coffee and you make your own coffee at home, especially if you use like a Mr. Coffee machine, make sure you clean that sucker every once in a while. Um, hadn't cleaned it in quite a while, and you should have seen all the junk that came out of it. I had to run a couple of courses of hot water through it just to make sure that it was safe to drink after <laughs> after some of the stuff that came out. It, it was truly, um, truly gross. Um, but anyway... And the the coffee tastes better for some reason after I did that. Probably, um, probably cleaned the pipes out a little bit. But um, so anyway, uh, where was I? Okay. So uh, started watching, and of course, um, everything started out for Biden. Okay, everything was turning blue, and I'm like, oh, this isn't a good good thing. And uh, it was explained to us by uh, several people on Fox News that they open a lot of states open up the uh, the mail-in ballots first, and a lot of the times that's Democratic. Does that tell you maybe that maybe Democrats are lazy? I'm not talking about the military ballots. I'm talking about the the other ballots, especially this election. And um, a lot of them are fraudulent. We'll go into that in a little while, but. Anyway, uh, so they opened those up first, and of course, those are always the blue or the uh, the leftist um, voters. And um, so it started to look pretty good for Chucky Biden. And um, anyway, um, it was uh, it's kind of disheartening. So. Uh, Anyway, I, I was watching and I was I was getting disheartened. I'm like, then they explained that later on the uh, the real votes, you know, the people that actually went out and voted that day, those start to come in and everything. But what kind of concerned me was that they uh, they said that this year that there was a lot of mail-in votes because of COVID-19, because a lot of people bought into the lie of the pandemic and um, and weren't going to go out and vote because they were afraid. And that's what happens when you listen to mainstream media. You become afraid because they they feed on fear. And that just goes to show you that mainstream media is basically demonic because demons and the occult, uh, they feed on fear too. The uh, With the uh, with the demonic elements, uh, they seem to gain power from fear. Um, but if you go in there boldly with the name of Yeshua or Jesus, uh, it tends to send them packing. So remember that. Anyway, um, so, oh, I don't know, a couple hours later, I started to know that, uh, I started to notice that Trump was catching up and, and man, he just, it really took off. He was really taken off in some of the states. And I'm like, well, this is more like it. This is the red wave that everybody was talking about, or maybe even a tidal wave that everybody was talking about. And, uh, after a while, it kind of started to even out. And if you've ever, have you ever used the set of scales, the, the old time scales that, you know, they, they um, they have a pan on each side and and you, uh, you use um, usually uh, little gram weights to to measure how much something weighs or you can use it to uh, 
to take two similar things and see if they equal, they're equal. Um, and usually there's a centerpiece right in the middle and there's a little arrow that, uh, if it goes right into the center, it means that, you know, you, you know how much that thing weighs because if you have these little weights that you put on the one side, um, you know, you can, you can use the smallest increments until you get up to where the, it equals the, uh, the weight to the thing on the other side. But anyway, um, so that's how it was kind of going with the election. You know, it was, uh, right away it was, it was to the left. The left scale was all the way down. And then it started to go up because the right scale started to go down. And then at one point it seemed to be a little equal. Then all of a sudden the blue scale started to go down again, which meant that it was heavier or there were more votes or whatever you want to say. But anyway, um, and so it, you know, kept going back and forth, back and forth. And then, uh, you know, Trump looked like he was, he was starting to do pretty good. And, you know, uh, that was a hooray and hallelujah moment. And, uh, but as the night wore on, uh, you could see that he won some states outright. Uh, some states were swing states and still are. Um, uh, some sw- states were swing states, but went for, uh, for Trump and some went for Biden, so on and so forth. And there's still, I think, four, uh, one, two, three, four, I think, states right now, as of this, uh, radio show time that are still kind of undecided. Um, However, things seem kind of fishy because um, if you ever watched any of the rallies, when you watched the Biden rally, if 25 people showed up, it was a lot. Most of those were news people. And uh, and half the time he wasn't even out. He was hiding in his basement. And even the Democrats were starting to criticize him for that. But um, he... Uh, Trump, Trump would go to an airport, you know, and, and he'd have to turn back people because they couldn't accommodate there, you know, in the hangar or, or stadiums or whatever, you know, and, and, uh, anybody with common sense could kind of figure out that, you know, he was getting these large turnouts because he was clearly liked a lot more than Biden was. I mean, Biden can't even put a sentence together correctly without it being in front of him. And still he has a hard time. Uh, there was, there was times when he, he, uh, mentioned that he was running for senator. <laughs> he was running for president. Uh, some of the times he sounded like he was drunk. And, and these are all classic signs of somebody that's losing their mind through dementia. And, and if I chuckle, I, I apologize, uh, because I don't think anybody should chuckle about anybody, your worst enemy even, uh, coming down with dementia. Because if, uh, if you lose an arm, you lose two arms, you can still survive. You can get prosthesis, right? Uh, you lose two legs. You can lose both arms and both legs and still survive, right? Um, that's because your brain runs everything. But if your brain starts going, uh, Alzheimer's, for instance, is, is a terrible, terrible disease. Um, people usually get it and they become, um, forgetful, uh, of events and then they become forgetful of family. And it usually ends up with, uh, their, their body doesn't even remember how to chew or eat. And, they, and usually the leading, leading cause of Alzheimer's is starvation because they starve to death. Uh, it's, so any kind of dementia is, is terrible. I, I know that, uh, my, my own dad had, uh, didn't have a, a 
d- disease dementia outright, but uh, because of a botched operation uh, performed on him by uh, a doctor down at the UC Davis Med Center down in, Cal- in Sacramento, California, um, he acquired through a botched surgery um, a meningitis, which basically ate his brain up until he went comatose and then died. But uh, it was um, it was not a pleasant time. It took three months to happen. And uh, but I got to if there were any good moments in that, one of them was I got to see because he, he reverted almost to a childlike state. So I got to see my dad like he might have been when he was a kid. You know, his mannerisms, what he what he liked, what he didn't like, you know. And um, then finally he fell into the, the vegetative state and then um, passed on. That was back in 1999. So that's been uh, 21 years now. Long time. It seems like it was yesterday. I can still remember going to the hospital every day. Every day for three months, I only missed one day. And that's the day he passed away. And I didn't plan it that way. That's just the way it happened. But anyway. I'm getting off the subject here. So uh, so we got a guy that's, that's coming down with some pretty serious dementia problems that uh, thinks he can run the country and the left thinks he does too. But it's it's all a ruse to get Kamala Harris into, uh, into office and then she'll pick whatever vice president she wants. A lot of people think, so, think it'll be Nancy Pelosi and oh boy, if that happens, God help us all. But um what the what the New World Order is trying to do is they're trying to implement Agenda 21, their Agenda 21, which would be that the United States loses its sovereignty, um, that you and I uh, uh, will lose our any right to have personal property. Uh, we'll pay taxes like there's no tomorrow, and uh, all the. They'll basically bleed the United States dry and distribute the wealth of the United States all all over the world. And uh, the United States will become like one big Venezuela. That's what will happen if Joe Biden becomes president, or at least it will be the beginning of that. Okay. Um, so I just I just got into a little bit of a tiff with somebody on the Internet. Uh, I went out this morning and realized that somebody had stolen my Trump 2020 uh, sign that I had um in the ground, um, my, by my driveway, it was gone this morning. When I brought it up in Facebook, some guy said that he wiped his um, nether regions with it and then threw it out, and um, that started a very interesting uh, exchange of comments. I tried to keep it as clean as possible, and I think I did a pretty good job actually. But um, you know the the manner of disrespect that the left has. You know, it's uh, freedom of speech is a real good thing if if you're speaking for them, but if you're speaking for yourself or something they don't agree with, then all of a sudden it's, it's hate speech. Um, and hate speech should be protected by the first amendment because hate speech is unpopular speech. And that's, you don't need to protect popular speech because everybody speaks it, right? Like if uh, the term, I love you, if you say that to anybody, that's protected speech, but you don't have to be protected from it because it's actually showing uh, affection or respect towards another person, another individual. And, uh, but, um, anyway, uh, getting back to the election, um, the zoo time, um, uh, I started to notice right away that, uh, well, Joe Biden got out there and, and just short of claimed victory, even though there were like four states and he didn't have the electoral votes, um, 
he didn't come right out and claim victory, but said that, you know, he was just waiting for it to happen and that, uh, that it should be a peaceful transfer of power and everything else. And, uh, it's been everything, but, uh, Trump came out, uh, let's see, it must have been three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning, uh, the next morning and said that, no, this isn't right. He's going to fight it. And I was like, yeah, right on. Good. He's not going to back down. And, um, I thought that Tom Petty song going through my head and I won't back down, you know, and it was, it was really neat. Cause I was <laughs> like, yeah, this guy, I respect to the nth degree, you know, he doesn't take anything off of anybody, you know, and that's why I hate Washington hates him so much because he sticks up for himself and sticks up for me and you. They would sell us out to the New World Order in five minutes. And if Biden gets into office, if it takes 10 minutes, I would really be surprised for them to do that. Um, anyway, so uh, I've been watching and uh, it's uh, it's becoming quite apparent that um, there's been some uh, voter fraud going on um, on behalf of the left. Um yeah, I mean this this started weeks ago. Uh, they, I think they one postman who who leaned to the left um, threw out a bunch of um, a bunch of ballots in the dumpster, and he was caught doing it. That should have been a red flag right there. Okay, and that's why I got on this radio station and uh, for one whole show asked everybody to bring their their ballots in in person and deliver them because you can't trust the post office anymore because they're union. Uh, you're going to find in a union, you're going to have good people, but most of the people are, are union leaning. So they'll, they'll, they'll do the union's bidding because the union gets the money. It's, it's a vicious circle. You know, the union takes their money and then the union gets the more money so that the union can take more money. And the union always gives money in many, well, all cases I've ever seen to left leaning causes and to left leaning politics and politicians. And, um, so the USPS, the union that represents them, is left-leaning. And um, so I wouldn't doubt that um, they got orders from some union bosses. Hey, when you get some ballots, dump them. Especially if they come from neighborhoods uh, like in uh, uh, upper crust of uh, white America, should I say, or any area where you think that uh, people will be voting uh, for for uh, Trump and for liberty and everything else. So uh, anyway, that that was caught a couple times uh, way before the uh, the election happened. And and uh, one weird thing happened. Now, Pennsylvania went to to court and said, "Listen, because of COVID, we'd like to have a few extra days to count ballots, and we'd also like it to where people could postmark things at a later date, and and they still can be counted." And the court, in an effort not to get involved, which I hope is going to end here pretty soon, um, agreed with that. And uh, but the problem is that ballots kept coming in <laughs> even even after the uh, the deadline. So um, and and then I started watching TV today, and and uh, there was uh, an instance where I think it was Philadelphia where the uh, all the Republican overseers were kicked out. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because they were counting the ballots for Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is uh, is an urban area and it, heavily, it leans heavily to the left. So, um, 
you know, if they, if they were doing honest counting, why would they kick the Republicans out? Because it would just be another ballot, right? Unless they were trying to stuff the ballot box. And I said a long time ago, I'm pretty sure I said it on this radio show, but I've said it many, many times to many, many people that there will be a delay in this election and that delay will be by blue states and that those blue states or, or swinging states, I should say, um, would would be responsible for us for stuff in the ballot box. They'll want those extra days so that they can say, oh, look, this was postmarked in time, but whereas it wasn't. And, and something really neat may have happened, and I hope did happen, and we'll get into that in a minute. But um, so anyway, uh, in Philadelphia, they kicked out all the uh, all the Republican um, overseers today, and it's on video. So it can't be denied that it ever happened. Um, well, I'll get into a few of the things now, I guess. Um, and one of the things I like about Facebook is that hopefully these things are still here because sometimes things disappear. Um, Facebook's had an annoying little habit recently. Uh, what they've been doing is anytime that there looks like there's anything political, they, they put this little, um, thing underneath it that says you should go here and read about politics, about how to vote and how to do this and how to do that. And I'm like, you know, damn it, I'm, I'm 61 years old. I voted ever since Carter, which was like, what, 1979, 1978, right around there, or 77 maybe even. Um, so I've been voting for a number of years, and I know how to vote, okay? I know how to color in the little dots. I know to use a blue pen or a black pen. You know, I know all this stuff, so you don't need to be telling me. Now, I know that there are some people that maybe don't know it, but, you know, if if you know enough to take some of my posts and and cancel them out because they're too political, then you know the way I lean and you know that I know what I'm doing and you know that you should leave me alone. And um, I've told Facebook several times, stop sending me these things. I don't want them. I'm not a moron. I know how to vote and I still get them. So it just goes to show you that there's some kind of bot that they're using that um, that just sends it to everybody. But still, it's like, you know, uh, not, not all people are the same. And I really don't give a dang about the people that don't know how to vote. That's their problem. OK. Talk to them if you want to. But you know what? Here, here's the deal. OK. I'm going to go back a few years. Um, this is back, uh, 2001, 9-11, as a matter of fact, just before that, um, I had a neighbor that was a Muslim, name was Mo, real nice guy, we got along very well, and he had three or four kids, his wife lived with him, and, uh, had relatives, he had relatives over all the time, um, that was kind of bothersome, because there was always kids around and stuff, and I love kids, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, and they're, they're running around talking different languages. You don't know if they're, what they're saying and stuff. Anyway, you know, that you can call me xenophobic if you want to. I really don't care. Uh, your opinion doesn't matter to me in that regard. But, um, but anyway, um, he came up to me one day and he wanted to know all about voting. And I said, Oh, this is a great opportunity. You know, I get to help somebody and, and I'm going to pry a little bit and see what, what he's going to do. You know, my right. Uh, he doesn't have to answer if he doesn't want to, and I let him know that. Um, but anyway, so I said, hey, Mo, I said, you know, uh, this is what you do. You know, you'll, you'll walk into this booth. You'll, they'll give you this card. You'll go in. You'll put the card in the machine. 
you'll take a little pointy thing and, and it'll tell you if you want this, poke right here, and that's what you do. And then you take the card out, you put it in a ballot envelope and another envelope, and then you drop it in a box and you're done. Bam. You know. So he was oh, thank you very much, you know, and uh he didn't want to go into uh much of who was running or anything. He just wanted to know how to do it. So anyway, I said, I'm going to ask you a question, and you can tell me you don't want to answer, and I'll, I'll, I'll understand perfectly. I said, I said, I could tell from the way you're talking that you're going to vote Democratic. Is that right? He goes, yeah. He said, I said, that's cool. You know, I said, I used to be a Democrat. I understand that. And I was. I voted for Carter. Biggest mistake of my life, but I, <laughs> one of them anyway. Um, and I said, I said, what made you choose the Democratic Party? I'm just curious, you know, you, you come from a foreign land. You know, this is obviously the first time you're voting. And and so, you know, is it your family votes that way or is it maybe the Palestinian community told you to vote that way or what? He said, well, when we got to the United States, they pulled us all into a room, all of us that were from overseas, you know, and immigrating. And they they asked us questions and told us things. And, and I said, well, what does that have to do with voting? He says, well, they told us that if we wanted to vote for somebody, we should vote for the Democrat because the Democrats care for people and are concerned about people and the Republicans aren't. And I said, oh, is that a fact? And he goes, yeah. And I says, well, Mo, I said, you've got a right to believe that if you want to. But I'm going to tell you right now, I used to believe that, but it's not true. Okay. And he said, okay, well, thank you for telling me that, you know, and, and he went his way and, and I closed the door and I sat down and prayed for him. Well, then 9-11 happened and that's when um, I got to admit I was a little upset. I didn't say anything directly to him. It wasn't his fault. He didn't fly the airplanes into the Twin Towers. But I, I was upset with the Islamic community and I made a few comments about them. Nothing about harming them or anything like that, but... Um, but uh, and the walls were kind of thin in the apartments we lived in. And I can only assume that he heard me because then that, that night they left and they didn't come back for like three months. And I felt bad about that. I really did. I'm like, you know what? What a bad example that was. You know, it was, you know, I'm a believer in Yeshua and I'm supposed to love everybody no matter what. And then I went off my nut. Well, you got to understand, I, I come from New Jersey and, and I used to walk to school every morning and every morning there was like three or four more floors uh, raised up on the Twin Towers. So I basically got, as I went to school, I got to watch them build the Twin Towers and um, from a distance, of course, but still I got to see it. And, you know, every day was a little higher, a little higher. And then it was like half the halfway up. And then later on it was, I think it, I, we moved away before it was totally finished. But anyway... Um, so I, I kind of had a vested interest in, in the Twin Towers and, and also, you know, I, while I don't like New Yorkers, I like New York. I like going there to the city and I, um, the city just held a special place in my heart. Um, and I really liked going there and, um, uh, and when that happened, it just totally blew me away. And then I had my cousin that still lived back there and I would, I would call him, you know, at least once a week, sometimes more. And he'd go, Dave, and he says, it's terrible. When the wind blows from the southeast, he says, we, we, we smell it, and it's the smell of, it's acrid. It's the smell of a burning building combined with the smell of burning flesh. And 
and everything else. He said, it's one of the worst things I've ever smelt, you know, and I, and I went, oh, I'm so sorry, Larry, you know, and, uh, well, anyway, uh, so, uh, I, I told you that story to tell you this is that, um, the Democratic Party goes through great lengths to get a hold of uh, newcomers to this country and to indoctrinate them. Um, in reality, they should all be required to go to a civics class where they'll hear about both parties or or, the, or every party that's in this country, and then they can make their own informed decision. Okay. Uh, they should have a representative from the GOP talking to them, a representative from the Democratic Party, um, a member or, or somebody from the Independent Party, so on and so forth, all talking to them in like a one-day session or something like that. And um, that doesn't happen. The minute they get here, they're pulled off the plane or the ship or the whatever the way they're getting here, and they're indoctrinated. And... Uh, there, that there's a special kind of hell for people like that. There really is that do things like that. So, um, but anyway, so, uh, so, you know, we, we were finding out while the reports are coming in that like in Miami Dade, the, uh, the Cuban community had really, um, gone head over heels for Bush, Abbott Bush, excuse me, for Trump, as well as some other uh, Hispanic communities. Uh, I think the Haitians and uh, the Venezuelans and stuff were all voting for Bush. Well, the, the Puerto Ricans always vote for, for the Democrats because they get free things. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so I kept watching. Well, anyway, uh, I, I got to jump back forward again. Sorry. Um, so then you started hearing about, you know, ballots getting thrown out, um, even today. And I, that's where I was going with this. I was going to go to, um, what I do a lot of times with Facebook is when I see something interesting, I share it. And that way, when I go to my, my news feed page, um, or my, my personal page, I, I have all those articles there and I can refer to them. Okay. So now this is the kind of stuff that's coming in and it should be of concern. Okay, I, I have never, <laughs> right, as, as far as I'm concerned, um, there's two good things that came out of Michigan. One of them is Jim Wilhelmson, who's a good friend of mine, and the other one is Attila McSala, who's another good friend of mine. Um, and I think Attila came from, no, he came from Las Vegas. He married a girl from Michigan, that's right. But any, so there's one good thing that came out of Michigan. Um so anyway, uh, I've never had a high regard for Michigans or Michiganers. And if you're one of them, I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult you, but I haven't had very many good experiences. Uh, maybe if we, we build a friendship, you know, I'll have two people I can brag about and then three and then four and then a hundred and, and so on and so forth. Actually, there's a few people that, that come from Jim's area that I've kind of hit it off with. So we might bump that up to 20 or 25. Okay. Right now. Anyway. So there's problems up in Michigan, especially up in the Detroit area. Well, surprise, surprise. That's where the problems were in the last election, too. As a matter of fact, in the last election, uh, it was called for a recount. And when they started recounting the ballots, they stopped all of a sudden. And um, we found out that they stopped because they were finding out that there were more ballots cast than there were people on the register to be, to be able to vote. Uh-oh, that's a big problem right there. So 
there, there's a history in some of these cities and these states that where people break the law and uh, election laws and break the rules and everything. And that's going to play into something that we're going to talk about in a minute. But um, there's a there's a, an article in the WesternJournal.com that was placed on Facebook. And it says issue with Michigan County software only counted two votes for Republican may affect 33 other counties. So somebody has screwed around with the software, and if it's a George Soros machine, guess who it was? Okay. Uh, why George Soros is allowed to have anything to do with anything in this country just still befuddles me. The only thing that George Soros deserves is to have a, um, a cruise missile come into through his window and just annihilate him. Um, I know that sounds kind of harsh, but if you realize what he's doing to try to kill me and you, uh, you might think otherwise of uh, him, and you might even have the same opinion. So anyway, I guess some of the machines in Michigan were messed up, and if one of the uh, one of the uh, county uh, only registered two Republicans, then that's a big problem because I know that unless there's only two people in a town, uh, there's more than two Republicans in a town. Okay, so let me get another. I'm going to try to polish this coffee off real quick. I tried real hard, folks. It's um, half a cup, but it's starting to get cold. So hold on. You know, when I was younger, I used to be able to drink stuff a lot easier without it going all over the place. I don't know. You get older, weird things start happening. You start drooling for no reason. You, uh, <laughs> I won't tell you that part. I had an old guy one tell, tell me when something one time, and I don't think it's a shareable thing, so I'll just keep it to myself. Okay, one more gulp. Here we go. Okay, that cup is finished. I'm caffeinated again. Totally. Okay. There was a concern about this, about the machines not working right. It's been a concern for months, years, and decades, ever since there's been voting machines. I've heard reports from, uh, there was people down in L.A. that every time that they would pick Republican, the machine would automatically go to Democrat. Or if they voted uh, in the last election, if they voted for Trump, there was a hash mark next to Hillary. Okay, so... I'm not so sure that voting machines, electronic, are the way to go. Okay, uh, any anything that can be programmed can be corrupted. Um, okay, so I don't think we need to go into that one much more. And then somebody asked a question, this guy named Jack Clark, who I'd like to meet someday. Um, he's probably a friend of a friend of a friend. And here we go again. See the latest updates in the 2020 U.S. election. See election updates, and it's from... It's from uh, Facebook, so I'm going to get rid of that because I can look at the the uh, results all by myself. I don't need Mark Zucker, whatever his name, Zuckerberg's help. Um, and the question is asked, does anybody really believe Michigan registered 35,000 new voters on Election Day, all of whom voted for Biden? That's interesting, isn't it? Um, I heard today somewhere where uh, there was a there was people that were were given ballots, 
But then they were given Sharpie pens to mark in the little uh, the little bubble areas. Well, I don't know about you, but the ballots are kind of not that thick to begin with. And if you use a Sharpie, it's going to bleed through to the other side. And if it bleeds through to the other side, if there's any other mark than that little dot that you that you blot out, your ballot is not worth anything. So that was admitted to also. Um, I think that was in. I think that was in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to save this for a little later because I think it's going to be the um, goose that laid the golden egg. Oh, here's one. I'm being fact-checked. It says, it says, clearing up what happened with the discarded Pennsylvania ballots. The initial scan details led to this spread of misinformation. Okay. All right, you can go away. Um, all right. Let's see. The name of the article, it says, updated, and this is by pjmedia.com. Updated, military ballots found in the trash in Pennsylvania. Most were Trump votes. But I guess they must have found them because they're showing them pouring out something onto a table. And um, it, it is a weird-looking kind of envelope, so it might be uh, envelopes that were sent over APO. Um, very interesting. And I put a little blurb on there, and this is why Trump is contesting the vote. Frankly, from now on, every election that occurs in a blue state or a blue county should be manned by the National Guard soldiers. Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia, you're freaking embarrassing to America and to every American. And again, if you're listening to this and you're a believer and you're an honest person, I'm not talking about you. Okay. Please don't think that because I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, today we went, uh, my wife Barbara and I went out to eat and uh, we went to a little uh, diner. Well, they call it a diner. They don't know what a diner is here on the West Coast. On the East Coast, it's like a, a fancy mobile home uh, or triple wide mobile home or whatever that they moved in. It's usually got stainless steel outsides and it's uh, quite an interesting looking building. Uh, but here any, you, you can slap diner on any building and, and call it a diner. But anyway, um, I had a, uh, what did I have? Um, oh, Philly cheesesteak. Isn't that ironic? And I had a Philly cheesesteak on the day that Philadelphia was having a hard time counting pallets. And maybe it's maybe it's the schools they're sent to. They they just don't know how to count. I don't know, or sort or anything else. But anyway, so I had two American. They they put American flags on the toothpicks, uh, glued them on there really well. And uh, my wife had one on her sandwich, and um, I took a picture of them, put them on Facebook, and with the little caption that says, uh, "These are on our sandwiches today at the diner." I hope they're harbingers of a Trump presidency and not the sign of what will cease if the moron Biden won the election. And then there's another one. This one cracks me up. Uh, it's a picture that some kid drew. It must have been a picture like of the United States. And they gave the kid, I guess, an or, or a, a yellow, a blue, and red crayons, and the kid just scribbled all over the map, and it says, here's what we know so far. <laughs> it's hilarious, and it's it's so, it just explains everything. Um, and this is this is uh, one of the cruxes of our 
conversation tonight, and this is by Charlie Kirk, and it's a, from a Twitter account. Um, Charlie Kirk at Charlie Kirk 11. It's a tw- on Twitter. He says, does anyone else find it strange that it's only Democrat strongholds like Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Detroit that are having massive delays counting their votes? Well, yeah, Charlie, if you're trying to stuff the ballot box, it's definitely going to. Maybe I should include this, too, real quick. Um, My mother um, went to school with a woman named Carol Arata, Arata, however you want to pronounce it. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, Carol was a couple classes ahead of her, and Mom said that she always took a lot of the artsy stuff, like the uh, drama club and things like that. But uh, uh, she was married to Dom DeLuise, and um, she died, I guess, yesterday at 85, and died in Chicago, all places. But uh, Dom DeLuise was one of my favorite comedians. And uh, I've got a tie to him through the city I grew up in. Um, Trump, um, tweeted today, uh, we have claimed for the electrical, for the electoral voter purposes, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, which won't allow legal observers. See, there we go. The state of Georgia and the state of North, I was going to say Carolina, each one of which has a big Trump head, has a big Trump lead. Additionally, we hereby claim the state of Michigan. If in fact there were, there was a large number of secretly dumped ballots as has been widely reported. So Trump's right on it. And, and you know what? Maybe this is a good time to bring this up before I bring up this last part because I think they'll tie into each other. Um, we've done a program on this show and we've mentioned it several times and, um, and this is where we start getting into the kind of bizarre stuff, the Twilight Zone-ish kind of stuff, the stuff that's on the the fringes of the box, not outside the box, but um, on the fringes. Well, maybe this is outside, who knows. But um, there is speculation that uh, – let's let's go a little back in history here. Um, you know, there was a guy named Tesla, Nikola Tesla. And Tesla was thought to be a crank and a crazy man, but actually he was a genius, and he – Invented quite a he, matter of fact, he invented the radio, and Marconi took uh, credit for it. It wasn't until years later that te- that uh, Tesla was uh, actually given credit for the regular AM radio that you and I listen to. He invented it, um, but uh, he was involved in a lot of things. Uh, many speculate that he invented a death ray. Um, he was trying to uh, he was totally opposed to Thomas Edison, who shunned him. It tried to ruin him, actually, and did a pretty good job of it. But um, he he was trying to um, invent a way, and he knew there is a way, and I, I do believe there is a way, too, and that it's feasible with our current technology, but it's been shut down by uh, the oil company and electric companies and everything else. But there is a way to um, send uh, electrical current through the air wirelessly so that everybody could have it for free. And you can only imagine the people that don't want you to have that. First of all, the auto, the oil companies don't want you to have it because then you could have electric cars that could run basically almost like a perpetual motion machine because there'll always be energy out there for them to tap into. Right. Um, 
the electric companies wouldn't like that too much because you could power your house off of free energy. So they'd go out of business. So there's a lot of people that would, or companies that would lose um, billions and billions of dollars if um, we were allowed to have some of the inventions that Tesla um, brought into this world. Now, uh, one of the things um, that uh, supposedly Tesla did, and I say supposedly because I've never really seen paperwork on it, but I've heard a lot and read a lot about it. He had these things called, uh, I think they're called induction coils. I'm not sure. Uh, but you've seen them. If you've been to like an exploratorium or something at a, um, a science fair, they usually have this thing. And if you go close enough to it, your hair goes up. And it's like uh, you look like um, Jim from Taxi, <laughs> you know, or Einstein. Um, and, uh, well, what he did supposedly is he put two of these, uh, spaced them apart a certain distance, turned them both on and then placed himself between them. No, or had somebody turn them on actually he had a helper. Um, he turned them on while he was laying between the two coils and Tesla's claims was that he could see the past, present and future at that particular place, um, at the same time. Now, okay, so we move ahead a few years in 1943. In January of 1943, Tesla dies, and uh, the FBI goes into his apartment. Now, Tesla was an American citizen, okay, but uh, the FBI went into his apartment um, under the guise that uh, he was they were going to gather all this information and give it to a government agency called the, uh, what was it, the, the agency uh, the, that researches uh, alien technology, and they weren't talking about space aliens. They were talking about people from other countries. Germany was a big one that they were they were interested in. Um, some of the other European countries, Japan, and other places. And um, so this, uh, the FBI went in there and gathered up all of Tesla's papers, you know, rifled through his safe and the whole nine yards, and brought this stuff and gave it to somebody called John G. Trump who happens to be the uncle of, of Donald Trump was Donald Trump's uh, brother's uh, father's brother. And um, so this guy, uh, Donald, or excuse me, John Trump goes through the paperwork and um, supposedly tells the FBI, ah, it's nothing but scribbles. It's nothing but uh, doodles and uh, some math equations that, you know, everybody knows and it's no big deal. And he, he said, do you want them back? And the other guy said, well, no, if they're not of any interest, no, we don't want them. And so we kept them. And uh, it's rumored that, uh, well, he, we know that his favorite nephew was Donald Trump. And uh, it's rumored that he gave all those papers to Donald Trump. Now, if there were technologies in that paperwork that dealt with, you know, free electricity, um now, bear in mind, one day Donald Trump was standing there, and I saw this and heard it with my own eyes because I was watching it. It was on television, and Donald Trump says, oh, we have a lot of new technologies coming down the road, things you'd never dreamed of. He says, someday oil will only be used to lubricate things. And I went, whoa, that's interesting. That is real interesting because that matches up with what we're going to go into here in a second. And um, he and he said, yeah, and we're and, – Air travel is going to be revolutionized. You know, it's not going to take you as it'll take you half as long or a quarter as long to get from from New York to London or from Los Angeles to New York or whatever. And um, things are really going to be changing soon, you know. And um, and how could that happen if he didn't have Tesla's paperwork? Well, anyway, um, and who would 
John Trump, you know, the guy that originally had the paperwork from Tesla, he was a smart man. So he gives it to his nephew who, uh, I think John died in the 80s, 1980s. And by that time, Donald Trump is, was very well off, <laughs> probably a billionaire even back then. And so what better person to trust that paperwork to? First of all, a person you know you can trust, a person that's honest and forthright, a person that has the money to be able to implement some of the technology that you're giving them here. So anyway, the speculation is that, and again, this is speculation, but it it all kind of ties in together. So the speculation is that Donald Trump experimented with himself on this time travel element of Tesla's technology and he was able to look at things. And if you've ever noticed during his first presidency that Donald Trump was able, he was always seemed to be like one step ahead. You know, when Nancy Pelosi was going off her rocker and saying something, Trump would just kind of smile and go, yeah, that's okay. We'll take care of that. You know, every once in a while he'd insult her, but, you know, she deserved it. Um, but it was almost like he knew ahead of time what was going to happen. And he knew what the solution was. Now, um, this goes to do, this goes or goes along with a lot of the things that happened during his presidency, his first one. I, I really do think he's going to get in again, but, um, anyway, uh, during his first presidency, uh, like I said, it always seemed like he was one step ahead. You know, he, he always walked around with confidence, like, okay, well, yeah, they're going to try to do this, but it isn't going to work, but I'm going to let them do it because I know it's not going to work. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever done this. I, um, I've had trouble with people before too, you know, and I think we all have. And, and, um, one of the things that's kind of fun to do with people that give you a hard time is to set them up so that they look like idiots. Okay. And if you've worked for, with a person for a while and, and they're not so smart and they're, they've set themselves against you, uh, not through anything you've done, but they just don't like you or something like that, um, you can kind of get to know them a little bit and get to know their character and then set them up. Um, a few years ago, I was working with this guy and I worked in this pharmacy in Sacramento and I swear I was the only white American male that worked there. Everybody was from somewhere else, but that was okay. I got along with everybody or most people, I should say. And I got to say that for being someone of Jewish extract, the Muslims treated me better than anybody else. It was the Hindus that always gave me problems. I don't know why that is. It just happened to be that way. Well, anyway, there's this one guy, his name was Robbie. And I'm not really giving out any names because there's probably, um, if you were to yell out Robbie in India, you'd probably have a thousand people look at you, just like if you yelled out Maria down in Mexico, right? <laughs> anyway, um, so this guy, you know, he's, he's always running in. I, all I had to do is, you know, if I, for lack of better terms or, or illustrations, farted in the pharmacy, he was in the boss's office telling him about it. And I, you know, I, I should have, set up a toll booth, you know, for, or collected a toll for every time that I, w- I had to go to the boss's office because I was in there constantly. I think I wore a path in the carpet actually, because I was accused of all kinds of things. And, uh, part of it was because I said, you know, I would constantly set this guy up. Uh, one example was, um, I used to, to run this blister pack machine and basically what I, it, you know, it had uh, different dyes in it and stuff. And, uh, meaning, I'm talking like tool dyes. I'm not talking about color dyes. 
Um, and so, you know, this pill would turn, this big brushes would turn these, these pills around in a hopper and then they would all fall into a little hole. Um, each one of them into its own little hole. Then I'd push a button and it would dump them down into a blister pack. And I would turn the, the cover over and then heat it up. And that was a sealed blister pack. And, you know, there was 30 doses or 30 pills in each, one in each blister. Okay. Well, anyway, one day, um, I said, I'm going to have some fun here. And I, uh, I said, yeah, I was talking to Robbie and I said, yeah, I think I'm going to, there's some stuff that we blister pack that we just don't use. I think I'm going to eliminate a couple of things. Now I didn't have the authority to do that, you know, but I figured Let, let's have some fun here. So anyway, I said that and the very next day, um, it was hilarious because, uh, my boss didn't approach me, but his boss was there and his boss comes in one day and he says, Hey, he says, uh, Rumor has it that you're planning on eliminating, prepacking some of these drugs. And I said, well, I don't know who rumor is, but if you look at all the shelves, I haven't eliminated anything, and I'm not planning on it. I don't want to. This keeps me busy. It, You know, it, it's a full-time job, and I like doing it. You know, why would I do that, you know? So then he, you know, of course, because he was an idiot, he had to go around and look at all the shelves, and it saw that I, you know, all the spaces for all the drugs had their bottles in it and everything. And I said, "See, everything's here. I'm not planning on that. I don't know where you got that from. You know, it's that's stupid. You know." And, and so he comes up to me. And he says, "Well, you know, he knew that he was had, <laughs> uh, my, you know, the boss's boss." And he says, "Well, he goes, get ready because we're going to start prepacking even more." And I'm like, "That's fantastic." I said, more job security. Thank you. You know, and he walked away. <laughs> and, and I did it a number of times. And the, and the dumb schmuck never picked it up that I was doing that to him. And every time I'd say something, he'd beat it in there. And then I'd get called into the boss's office. And I'd go, I don't know where you got that from, but here's the proof of this, 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 and this. And uh, the boss was kind of an idiot, too, because he never learned. Um, but uh, anyway, you know, he... <laughs> You can't teach an old dog new tricks, I guess, but he wasn't even an old dog. He was a young guy. And it was funny because we had a company meeting one time, a little party, and his wife showed up. And his wife was giving me the stink eye like I was I was the worst thing that ever got into her husband's life. You know, I think that they hated Jews, to tell you the truth, but um, I didn't give them any reason to hate me. But um Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm walking down memory lane and I should really be getting back because we're almost up to an hour now in this show. And, um, but here's, here's the real clincher. Okay. And this kind of, if this is true, um, and I really wish that I knew I had a better source. Maybe I'll look it up on YouTube or something afterwards. But, um, if, if this is true, this would prove to me that, um, that Trump, uh, does know ahead of time what's going on and did something similar to what I did to set some people up. Okay. Now there's a, there's a picture here and the picture says, consider colon department of Homeland security controlled official ballot production. Dems print extra, not knowing about non-radioactive isotope watermarks on official ballots. Military sting operation. After weeding out all the, conf- the counterfeit balance, Trump landslide confirmed. And uh, put in, putting it into simple human terms, uh, Homeland Security printed up some printed up the ballots, and I'll read the states down below. 
um, that they did these for. Uh, for the, they printed up the ballots for these states with special watermarks on them to show which which were authentic and if anything else was unauthentic, those that watermark would not be there. They used a non-radioactive isotope um, to create watermarks on the official ballots, and that it's a military sting operation. And when when Trump gets back into office and all the um, everything comes down. The, the defecation hits the rotary oscillator, so to speak. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in trouble, and I just can't wait. Um, and you know what? Even if Trump doesn't get to do this, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the the guy that's really going to make judgments, and there's not going to be any defense because he's going to be right, you know, God himself, at the white throne judgment when he judges a lot of these people. They're going to get what's coming to them. So you might get away with it on earth, but, you know, you're going to die one day and uh, it's going to seem like just seconds go by and you're going to be standing in front of him and he's going to say, well, you did this and this and this and this. Um, and they call it the white throne judgment because um, it's going to be the final judgment for a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be cast into the lake of fire after, from this judgment. I would say everybody that goes to this judgment is going to be. And uh, so get away with it now. Have your fun. Get your jollies. Because uh, you might get away with it in this world. You may not be judged by a righteous judge in this world. But in the next to come, you're, uh, you're toast. Okay. So you can get it right now. You can do things the right way and and fess up and, and confess and, and do your time now or uh, for a scant few years on earth and, and maybe have an eternity and bliss and paradise and a utopia that God has created, or you can, um, lie like the Dickens and commit fraud and all kinds of stuff now and, um, swim in a lake of fire for eternity. So myself, I would rather just get it over with now if I was in your shoes, but, um, some people just don't learn and some of them don't believe that this is going to happen. It's going to really be too late for them. (laughs) But if you've got a conscience and you know that there's a God in heaven, you've got to know that lying and cheating and stealing is not the way to go. I mean, even if you don't believe in God, you should know that it's not the way to go. And that, uh, there are prices that will be paid to people who do things the wrong way. Um, Oh, let me see if I can find it real quick. And, um, Let's see, seven things the Lord hates. King James Version, there it is. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to run to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. If you're, uh, if you don't know the Lord, even if you do know the Lord or Yahweh, I should say, not the Lord, Yahweh, and and you're doing these things, uh, well, if you know Yahweh, then you're going to be getting a lot of less uh, rewards when you get to heaven. If you don't know Yahweh, well, get ready for that white throne because that's what you're going to see. Um, okay. Now underneath that thing that I read to you about the watermark and stuff, it says, um, if you've been 
if you have been following for a long time and you know the term, watch the water, you probably understood it to mean three, gorge, three gorges dam, but it was never referred to that. The watch the water intel refers to the watermark on the official election ballots. The original ballots are also registered on a QFS blockchain to prevent fraud. Twelve states were targeted. The National Guard has been deployed to 12 states, Alabama, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Texas, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Washington. Well, that's weird. Um, I thought that all the dogs were upstairs. I got one down here with me. Okay, now I got to start again. Alabama, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Texas, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Washington. Oregon, Delaware, Illinois, and Kentucky, and they are now counting the official ballots. The, Del- the Dems fell right into the trap of this sting operation, and Trump has it all. Fraud will be exposed to- for the world to see. And isn't it fancy how the amazing Justice Amy was confirmed right before the election so that she can rightfully take care of the business of election fraud? Oh, and this is only the beginning of the epic times that we, that lie ahead. So did Trump win by a landslide? We will soon see. Okay. So, and of course, um, uh, Facebook has to put, see the latest updates on the 2020 U.S. election. So anyway, folks, um, this might have been, uh, I don't know, it's, yeah, if you were awake the other day, uh, just before Trump did his uh, speech uh, the night of the election, it took him a while to come out. Took him quite a while to come out. They were even saying, "Yeah, he was supposed to be here a half hour ago. It's been forty-five minutes." And then they were saying, "Well, an hour ago, he was coming out in fifteen minutes, and it's been an hour." You know, it was it was really starting to tick off the people at Fox News, which was in itself kind of funny, because um, Fox News isn't what everybody thinks it is. Fox News is just as bad as the other ones. Matter of fact, they're probably worse because they put on the air of being fair and balanced, but they're fairly unbalanced. But um, anyway, um, so he came out and he he appeared to be pretty mad, you know, but at the same time, he had a peace about him. And you, you read the Bible about how God will give uh, the saints a peace that passes all understanding. And I know this man is a, is a believer just by the things that he said. He uses little code words to let you know that he, he knows scripture and stuff like that. It's really neat to listen to him talk. But, um, anyway, he says, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take this to court and everything else. But he said it like he knew, like it had been scripted for him already or like he had seen it before and he was just repeating what he saw. Um, so anyway, uh, it's gonna be real interesting to see in the days to come what happens. Um, they were saying on, on Fox that, well, you can't just take it to the Supreme Court. It has to be part of a state, uh, a state, uh, lawsuit or something like that. Well, he's already got that warmed up, you know, and, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next 
20 days that it doesn't go to the Supreme Court. If it doesn't, it's, it would really be strange. But um, I think that during that time, they're going to be gathering more and more and more and more intel and information to present to the court, to prove to the court that this has been a fraudulent election, um, that the states that I read to you, and maybe I should read them again, um, the states that I read to you are were set up because Trump knew that these were going to be problem states. And some of them were, some of them you knew were going to go blue. Okay. But that doesn't mean that uh, there wasn't fraud, but um, some of them you knew were going to go blue. Uh, I don't understand Alabama that I thought, you know, it was going to go red anyway. Um, Arizona. Well, I could write a book about Arizona. I mean, I've got a friend uh, that lives down there, and I said, you know, we always go back and forth kind of insulting each other. It's what we do, and it's a lot of fun, and we both like doing it. And and I said, I don't know. If I don't trust people that come from a state that keep voting for – that kept voting for John McCain even when they knew he was a traitor and, and uh, that he was a rhino. They kept – the Republicans kept putting him in the office. And uh, he'll also mention that the rest of the country doesn't know what it's doing because we we go by um, we change our time twice a year and Arizona doesn't do that. And I always tell him, yeah, it's because people in Arizona don't know how to add and subtract. Um, and if you live in Arizona, I'm not trying to insult you. It's just what me and this guy do. We go back and forth. Pennsylvania, we knew was going to be a problem, so they sent those things to Pennsylvania. Colorado, of course. Coloradans are another. Interesting breed of people. Uh, Texas, uh, Texas, it took them a while to go red. It really did. Um, and Texas is changing a lot because <laughs> they're getting the, the California virus. And what do I mean by that? Um, every time people migrate from California to somewhere else, that state turns, turns, turns blue. Uh, there was a time many decades ago when Oregon was a Republican state, as was Washington. Okay, and then Californians started moving to these states. And all of a sudden, they started, they turned into blue states, into communist states. Just like California. Arizona's the same way. People retire from California and Arizona, so they're going to bring the infection. New Mexico, well, that's that's a whole thing on its own, but I think a lot of Californians retire there, too. And uh, we're starting to see Nevada is going that way. Well, that would be natural for Nevada to uh, to uh, have the uh, California virus and uh, and other places too. And then you, the farther east you go, you know, you could call it the New York virus um, because people move from New York to New Jersey all the time. Uh, New Jersey used to be a pretty decent place to live, not anymore. Um, Florida, the bad thing about Florida, and I don't see Florida on this list, probably because it was they, we knew it was going to be red anyway, even though it was a swing state. Um, but uh, there are those who live in Florida half of the year, and they live in New York the other half. So they have residences in two states, so they get ballots from two states. So they vote twice. Those people should be thrown in jail. Um you can't have two residences. I'm sorry. 
And all you have to do to have a residence in a state is to live there for 180 days, right? Yeah, six months. How many days are there in a year? 360. 180 times two is 36. So that gives you a, or, th- or 180 times two is 360. So that, uh, that gives you a, a five day window to say that you lived in both states. Okay. Um, let's see. Pennsylvania, we know was going to be a hard one, even though Trump, <laughs> he put more people that work in Pennsylvania probably than any other state, Pennsylvania and Ohio. Um, Colorado. Lost cause. Texas, I, I already talked about. Wisconsin, um, a lot of people were put back to work up there. Um, and the way they repay Trump is, uh, to vote, try to vote him out. But, uh, Wisconsin is one of them that's being, um, asked to recount. Uh, Tennessee, you know, I don't know why they did it there. It's been read for a long time. Washington, I could see that one. I'm surprised Oregon's not on here. Um, let's see, Virginia. Well, Virginia was, Virginia was, uh, almost a swing state for most of the election. Um, and, uh, as a matter of fact, Fox News got called out for, uh, for, uh, calling Virginia for Biden for the longest time. And then finally it, it swung that way. Delaware, well, they've always been a blue state. So is Illinois. Kentucky's been red for a long time, so I don't know why they did that. But they must have thought that there was a, um, a chance that there might be some kind of, uh, vote or vote, uh, fraudulent voting or, um, bad, t- uh, tab- tablet. I don't know. I'm getting tired. I can't say that word. Bad tabulation of the, uh, the votes. So, um, anyway, we'll see what happens in the next few days to come. Um, I think that, and I, well, I know that, and I'll tell you why I know that, because that was the last thing I was going to bring up. Um, not the, uh, let me, let me joke around here and say, are you sitting down? If you're not sitting down, please sit down right now. Um, cause this is really going to blow your mind. Um, okay. Are you sitting down? Okay. Everybody's comfortable. Um, if you, if you're sitting in a chair that has like arms on it, grip the arms. Um, if you're sitting on a chair without arms, put your hands under your legs or something so that you're nice and steady. Article in, um, koin.com, which is in, uh, radio or tel- radio and television station up in, uh, Portland. Riots declared National Guard called to downtown Portland. Okay, I'm assuming you're all still sitting on your chairs and you haven't fallen off, right? A riot in Portland. Oh, my goodness. This is like the 95th day of, uh, or no, it's gone over 100 now, I think. But but there were two groups of protesters, and one of them wanted, uh, wants the mayor to, uh, the mayor who is sided with uh, Antifa, uh, wants him to now to uh, resign. So I swear, I don't know what these people are smoking, these protesters, but, um, they, you know, no matter what you do, they, uh, they go after you. But, uh, there's, I'm watching it right now. There's a video of a lot of policemen there and a lot of National Guard soldiers. And, uh, they're holding a steady line 
against these protesters. And um, now, isn't it interesting that when Trump wanted to, wanted federal troops to go in there um, to quell all the violence? Oh no, we can't have that. Well, Trump wants it, we don't want it. But the minute that they think that Biden might win the presidency, that he might be the president, it's okay to call the National Guard in because now you're protecting the people. Trump just wanted to bully people, according to them. But now you want you're trying to protect the people. And what a hypocrite Kate Brown is. She I don't know. I don't know. She should be the, the poster child for hypocrisy. And um, if there's a hypocrisy magazine out there, she should be on the cover for at least six months out of every year. Um, she's a nasty little woman, let me tell you. Um, she's all but destroyed Oregon. She's still got us under phase two COVID per, um, precautions. And um, she just signed a bill uh, furthering the emergency, the state of emergency until January 1st now. So that ruins Christmas services. It ruins, not that I celebrate Christmas, but, you know, for you, those of you that do, um, uh, New Year's Eve gatherings. Good luck having one of those. Um, church services, the whole nine yards. And also, um, Something happened here in his state not too long ago where she wants, she opened up uh, the schools so the kids could start going back to schools unless it's a large Christian school. She didn't open those up. So again, there's, uh, there's a white throne little lady that you're going to be standing in front of someday. When I say little lady, she's a diminutive little tramp. Um, you're going to be standing in front of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you're not going to have a, a choice in any matter. And it's going to be, I never knew you, get away from me, and go to the place that's assigned for the devil and his angels. And, well, actually, you're going to get thrown into hell, and then hell's going to get thrown into the lake of fire. So um, no matter what happens, that's where you're going. And you're probably too prideful to change your state as it is right now. And, uh, I mean, you're in pretty deep, Katie, you're, you're a lesbian and, uh, bisexual and, um, and you stand for everything that's wrong. So it's, uh, good night, Katie. Um, someday anyway, um, I'm going to get off of here because in about an hour, we're supposed to have a lot of heavy rain and I, a lot of times that makes the power go out and, just in case, I don't want to go out in the middle of a storm. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, check out uh, coin.com, K-O-N-I-N.com, if you want to keep up on these riots, um, which I'm going to do the minute that I get offline or uh, off the radio here. But um, there, that's two hours away, so I'm not too worried. But uh, And if they ever came down here, <laughs> well, they, let's just put it this way. They... Remember they used to have the commercial for the Roach Motels? Roaches go in, but they never they don't come out. Well, that'll be the motto for Antifa here in uh, in the area I live in, in Oregon. But anyway, um, you folks have a wonderful day uh, weekend. Uh, we will be here Monday with uh, Russ Tanner and Laura Clement. We're going to try to do that show again that we did the uh, the other day, but or a couple weeks ago, but got ruined because of uh, 
some really bad settings that and if I I got to take credit for it it was me um I hit a button or something and and ruined everything but um Russ and Laura have been very uh, gracious as have Eric and uh, Brian and we will do it again and this time we will do it right and there will be no problems so anyway in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I pray a blessed weekend for all of you, and uh, we will see you, if you choose to, uh, come on uh, Monday night. Remember, we have a chat room. You can uh, write to us, and we'll relay your message to, uh, I will, to the uh, the other two hosts, and we'll, we'll address, we try to address everything that's brought to us. So, um, anyway, be blessed, and, uh, and know that uh, if you walk with Yahweh, <laughs> You walk with Yeshua, that he will supply all of your, all of your needs. And after you get all your needs, he might even give you some of your wants. But I think a loaf of bread is a lot more important than a uh, big screen TV. Uh, try eating a big screen TV one day. I don't think it's going to work. So, uh, but that loaf of bread will keep you alive. It'll keep you sustained. Uh, the clothes that he gives you will keep the elements off of you. And um, the shelter that he gives you will keep the rain off of you and hopefully keep you nice and warm in the wintertime and cool in the summer. So anyway, um, that's it. Have a blessed night in Yeshua's name. Good night.